Hello and welcome to the 1106 of a second photography podcast. In this episode I'm going to talk about alternatives to desktop Lightroom. Many of you will shoot in RAW files like myself and you'll have image editors and we're not talking about image editors like Photoshop or equivalents, we're really talking about RAW conversion software. Now Lightroom, or Adobe Lightroom I should say, is the industry leader. It always has been, just like Photoshop. So with Adobe Lightroom you can import JPEG and your RAW files and it will catalogue them, you'll be able to search them really effectively and you'll be able to develop them, print them and export them to different pieces of software for further image editing. And over the years Lightroom has got better and better and my reliance on Photoshop has decreased and decreased. In Lightroom you can now do things like you can stack your HDR. So I used to have a piece of software that did HDR but it was terribly cumbersome and I ended up just using JPEGs for my HDR because it really reduced the processing time. Now I can do it in Lightroom because I've got Lightroom 6. I take three images and I can process them as um, HDR. You can also do the same with panoramas and stitch them in Lightroom but I, I don't really shoot panoramas. You can also do things like you can clone and heal. You can adjust everything or you can do local adjustments. So when we adjust everything, we talk about global adjustments. I can change the brightness, I can change the color, or I can do those things selectively using a brush or a gradient or a radial tool. And it's fantastic. And I generally do most of my editing in Lightroom, even a portrait, I do most of my editing in Lightroom. I'm not a big user of presets, and I know a lot of people use presets. I don't, but you can also use presets that are there, you can make presets and you can port in presets. So what is the problem with Lightroom? It's a fantastic piece of software. Why would I even mention or suggest alternatives? Well I mention and suggest alternatives because of the cost of Lightroom. I've always bought Lightroom as a standalone application paying once and once only. However now Lightroom requires a subscription. Interestingly I also have Lightroom Mobile for my iPad that has a subscription but it's not as much as the full desktop version. So an obvious alternative is the mobile Lightroom application which has a lower subscription cost. I will talk about that in a minute and if, if it's any good or if it's viable for certain people. The other consideration is how well your raw images are processed. I've been looking in my research for this at DxO's Photolab 3 and in some cases the raw image is processed not only differently to how it's processed by Adobe Lightroom but better out of the box. Just loading it, it looks better, it looks sharper, more vibrant, more saturated, etc. Doesn't mean I can't get that in Lightroom but certainly each raw processor is going to use a different way of doing things and it's going to have a different engine and it's going to get different results out of the box. So first off let's talk about the alternatives and let's talk about Lightroom Mobile. Lightroom Mobile I think costs me about £3.40 a month. With that I get cloud storage as well which is quite useful. I would get it for free if I took out Adobe's monthly subscription for Lightroom and Photoshop. And you can do pretty much most of what you can do on the desktop. Things that aren't as good, you don't have the panoramas, you don't have the HDR um, stacking. It's a bit more fiddly to do healing and, and changes, although using um, the Apple Pencil is great on the 
on the application. Watermarking is not as good as it is on the desktop app. So you can watermark with images and text and you can change a lot of things on the desktop app. Now I export my images once I've done my Lightroom adjustments and on the iPad app I can export a maximum resolution or small resolution and nothing in between. I get so much choice of how I export from Lightroom desktop. I can export with a fixed width or a fixed height or a fixed resolution. I can change it for matte or gloss paper and I don't also have the printing options that I do on my desktop version. So on my desktop version I will occasionally print out a set of images on like a contact card or contact sheet and I can do other printing things and can't do that on the iPad. However the iPad app is I'd probably say 95% there or maybe 90% there compared to the desktop app. So that's your first alternative. Keeping in the mobile space your second alternative is going to be something like Snapseed. That develops raw images and I've not used Snapseed's too much I think I've had a quick try of it it's probably not as good as Lightroom um, mobile but it's certainly free as well so that's definitely something to consider you could definitely use Snapseed at a pinch to develop your raw images something that Lightroom is good for is rating pictures so if you've got a lot of pictures and you're not sure which one's your best you can rate your pictures you can add tags to each picture and you can flag pictures and what is a really nice feature of the cataloging system is you can have candidates and you can line several up and you can pick out of all the candidates which is best so you can compare it to image A so you can have B, C, D and E and then you can work out which is the best and then you can have that as your image again you can't really do that in the mobile application some time ago I got DxO's raw processor and I found it incredibly fiddly to use however I did prefer the images particularly for landscapes that came out of it and I did prefer the denoising as well so that's another feature you have in Lightroom you can remove the noise or you can sort of clean the noise and you can adjust the sharpening I don't think that is there for the mobile version but I can't remember and I'm not able to check at the moment to verify however you couldn't really import things into the DxO one and the cataloging wasn't as good and the searching wasn't as good so I would use it for one image only really rather than import all the photos I'd taken on my SD card. I know in the new version of the software they've addressed this and it does make DxO much more viable. One other thing that I forgot to mention in my brief summary of Lightroom is tethered shooting. Now tethered shooting is where you attach your camera via a cable because it doesn't really work with wireless systems particularly well to your laptop and as you shoot your images they appear in Lightroom which is fantastic. So if you had a, a client with you or you wanted someone to watch or you wanted someone to do adjustments on the fly as you take the images they appear on the computer and you can import them with a preset or set up a preset and you can do some wonderful things. And the reason I mention this is I thought of Capture Run. Capture One is developed by the company that make the phase medium format cameras and they will also do raw developing for other camera manufacturers. That's very good, that's a good alternative. I've never used it so I can't really comment on it but I've seen that many people use it and it's certainly an alternative to Lightroom and one of the photographers I watch on YouTube, Daniel Norton, he uses it all the time. That's not an endorsement of it just an observation I've made. Another one that is a good alternative to Lightroom is going to be Luminar. Luminar looks very similar to Lightroom but it has an AI element. I've just gone and ordered the version 4 of it because it's on pre-release. You can imagine Luminar as sort of a bit more like Photoshop than 
Lightroom. So it has Lightroom features like cataloging and image adjustments, but then you can add layers more like Photoshop. So I think it's a bit between the two. It's also got an AI element, which looks really good. And you can just do simple adjustments to things like portraits, which is really why I was interested in it. I can ju just do a simple adjustment that will brighten, say, the eyes. I don't need to go and manually do that myself. Other ones, speaking of portrait, are going to be Portrait Pro which is an entirely different thing. It does raw editing, but it allows you to adjust the shape of people, their body shape and their face shape and, and do an awful lot of the sort of retouching thing that you would typically do in Photoshop. I didn't really like it. I had a go of Portrait Pro using a trial version. I found people didn't look realistic. Surprise, surprise. Other image editing software would be things like Photoshop. So you can open raw images in Photoshop. You just don't have the cataloging. So a friend of mine, he doesn't actually use Lightroom. He will just open things in Photoshop and do all the editing in Photoshop. And of course, that's completely plausible because you can use the raw editor from Adobe and then bring things into Photoshop make your adjustments before you drop them in and then you can do your adjustments in Photoshop. And of course there is the Adobe Raw Editor which I've just talked about. So will Lightroom always be the king of the castle when it comes to raw processes? And yes I think it will. I think the only one that can really challenge it at the moment is going to be Luminar but Luminar 4 has yet to land. Now when Luminar 4 does come out because I pre-ordered it I will be doing a review here on this podcast. While Lightroom is very good and it is industry standard, it is nice to get away from that subscription model that Adobe insists on and be free of just being tied to Adobe. So I do look forward to reviewing Luminar 4 very soon.